On this edition of the Iowa Business Report. You know your merchants in town and you know your folks at the grocery store. And when you walk in, you're welcome and recognized. How would you recruit people to move to your city or county? We'll tell you about one unique way that is getting a lot of attention. Another record year for farmland prices in Iowa. And in our business profile, we'll go to the movies. This is the Iowa Business Report for Christmas Weekend 2022. The Iowa Business Report is a copyrighted production of Totally Iowa Media, which is solely responsible for its content. For more, click on the radio programs button at totallyiowa.com. Here is Jeff Stein. The message is simple. Move here, it's better. That's the idea behind a unique social media campaign conducted by the Shelby County Chamber of Commerce and Industry. The goal is to target residents of the Omaha Council Bluffs area to make the 45-minute move to Shelby County. And their videos have gone viral, snaring more than 60,000 views on Facebook and YouTube in recent weeks. Todd Valine is executive director of the Shelby County Chamber. Well, over the last few years, I mean, we all know things have changed. Technology has changed. The way that our workday is made up has changed. Now we have hybrid schedules. We have work from home schedules. And here in Shelby County, our technology has advanced very quickly over the last 10 years. And now we have fiber optics to the home setting ourselves up as really a community where you can take advantage of the high-tech schedules of today and yet live that Norman Rockwell lifestyle that rural Iowa offers you. So it's just a unique combination, and we want to kind of raise our hand and let everybody know we're here. Folks have a general sense, perhaps, of where you're located, Harlan, the county seat, but put us in context geographically. It's not just western or southwestern Iowa. No, geographically, we are 45 minutes east of the Omaha uh, metro market. We're about 10 miles north of I-80. It's actually exit 40. It's a town called Avoca, and we're about 10 miles north of there. So we have easy access to north-south and east-west interstates for you to be able to get around if you want to consider bringing a business here. We have fantastic schools, award-winning schools, which is just kind of the backbone of our community. One of the nice things about our school district is we have a theme that it goes by. It says, joined is one, we get the job done. And that's the way we feel in the rules. Everybody is here to lift everyone else up so that we all succeed in the end. I love the slogan. The message is direct. It is accurate. The message is move here. It's better. How did you come up with that? And what are you hoping to accomplish? Who are you hoping to reach? Well, who we're hoping to reach are we've got a couple of different audiences here. We've got that hybrid worker or work from home worker who may want to live in in an area where the the space is just a little bit more open, where their children attend a school district where it's not such a large school district that you have to specialize and pick what you want to do. You can actually enjoy trying different things through your school career. We have a fantastic healthcare system here. Our hospital is rated one of the top critical care access hospitals in the nation year after year after year. And so we're looking to attract those people here and say, hey, you can live this lifestyle. You can have much more time with your family and friends because you're not having to run all over the place to try to find the things that you want to take advantage of. 
And then maybe on the weekend, if there's a concert you want to go see, yeah, then you drive 45 minutes over and see the concert, and then, then you come back home. But uh, as a guy who worked in Southern California for quite a while, I love looking at my phone every morning, and it tells me I have a five-minute commute to work. The other group that we're looking at is, again, those entrepreneurs who are looking for an opportunity. With our new technological advances we have, and it, like I said, again, fiber to every house, there is great opportunity to come here and really set up some wonderful service opportunities and, and just grow your business quickly in an area like Shelby County. And that is a real change from even five years ago, much less 10, 15, or 20. It's a real equalizer where you can say, lower cost of living, still all of the services you need. If you need to work from home, you can work from home. Again, those are tools in your toolbox that you did not have a very short time ago. No, exactly. And uh, you know, a, a lot of thanks go out to our, our local companies who work very hard to get these fiber optic lines up to date. I mean, I love the fact that the state it continues to contribute to help the rurals bring their broadband up, lift it up to the levels it needs to be. And then it's just so much slower pace. And that's the nice thing. You get that connection with your neighbors. You, you actually know your neighbors. <laughs> you, know, you know their names. <laughs> you know your merchants in town and you know your folks at the grocery store. And when you walk in, you're welcomed and recognized. And these are things that we as individuals, we always want to be part of the group and part of the community. And living in a rural lifestyle really lends to that feeling for you. Who are some of the major employers or businesses within Shelby County at present? Well, we have some very large manufacturing processing here. So Conductix, Wampler, when you see robotic things taking place in a production facility where robot arms are swinging all over the place, those rails are made here in Shelby County. We have Jacobs Corporation that is a pellet mill company that is worldwide and has locations all around the world. We have a very strong healthcare system and have a lot of opportunity at multiple levels there. Uh, we also have food processing facilities here. So we have a company called Essentia that processes protein powders. And then we have a company called Monogram, which you may not recognize the Monogram Foods name, but you walk into a store like a Jimmy John's or someplace like that and you order a sandwich with bacon. It was probably produced here in Harlem because they do the pre-cooked bacon. So move here, it's better. That's designed, as you said, to attract people. And you're targeting that Council Bluffs metro area because they don't have to uproot everything. I just wonder what the reaction has been at home to this campaign and the fact that it's really taken off in a viral way on social media. Actually, it's very appreciated. We have, of course, have a lot of pride in our community. They like the fact that, as you know, some of the things we sometimes do poorly in Iowa is we don't crow enough about ourselves, you know. And so we're just, like I said, raising our hand, letting people know how far along Harlan and Shelby County have come. We actually have a large presence of individuals who work in Shelby County. They just don't live here. They live in Council Bluffs in Omaha or live in some of the counties south of us. And so the idea is, again, just to show them, if you're going to work here, wouldn't it be nice instead of having to turn around and drive 45 minutes back home to have a five-minute drive home? And when you walk in the door, your wallet's just a little bit heavier because of the lower cost of living. You got a few more dollars in there. Has the response surprised you? I mean, obviously, somebody came up with the idea. You have the videos. You put it all together. But as you sit there 
and seeing how this is tracking, was that even beyond your expectation so far? It has definitely grown beyond what we expected and and much quicker than we expected. We had looked at this as being kind of a multi-phase program where first we're just going to introduce ourselves, you know, come to the front door and knock on the door and say, hi, our name is Shelby County. And then as we maybe went out and had a cup of coffee, we'd explain to you the things that we also have, like our school districts, our healthcare systems, our job opportunities. And through those multiple phases, we would get you to visit because that's what we really want. Just come visit because we know if you come visit, you're going to start wanting to think about maybe moving here. How is it that you'll measure success lastly? Because obviously you're being talked about. That's a good thing. You can see how many people are clicking on it. We're having a conversation. Those are all positive things. But how will you ultimately measure success? Through a couple of ways. One being not only the Economic Development Office for the county, but also the Chamber of Commerce. We do monthly welcome bags still to new residents to the area. So that's one of the ways we'll be able to measure is if we see that those are picking up, we're putting out more welcome bags than we have in the past. And then to be honest with you, the other way will just be my phone ringing in my office and people giving me a call and saying, hey, I've got this business idea. How do you think it would fit in your community? That'll let me know that we're reaching the people we want to reach and that we're spurring that thought of, you know, I kind of have been thinking about maybe moving, and this might be the thing that pushes me to take action. Todd Valine of the Shelby County Chamber of Commerce and Industry. We connected via Zoom on Wednesday, December 14. Learn more at exploreshelbycounty.com. Still to come, more dollars per acre. And later, the big screen is big business. You're listening to the Iowa Business Report. Imagine a fully restored 1971 VW bus. Now imagine yourself behind the wheel. Wow, movie ride, man. It's the Camp Courageous 50th Anniversary Raffle, and someone will drive off in that classic VW bus. Go to CampCourageous.org to learn more about purchasing a ticket, raffle ticket information, and more at CampCourageous.org. That's really far out, dude. Support for the Iowa Business Report comes from the Iowa Business Council, a nonpartisan nonprofit organization working to elevate Iowa's economy through leadership, research, and advocacy. Learn more and review the latest quarterly member survey by going to iowabusinesscouncil.org. Iowa farmland as a whole has never been more valuable. The average value of an acre of Iowa farmland increased by 17% this year to $11,411. That's according to the Iowa State University Land Value Survey, and it's the highest value for Iowa ground in the history of the survey, dating back to 1941. That's 81 years. On top of that, after adjusting for inflation, the 2022 average value surpassed the previous inflation-adjusted high set in 2013. That's a 17% increase this year on the heels of a 29% increase the year before. 
The ISU Center for Agricultural and Rural Development conducts the survey. Analysts there say the increase this year was driven by high crop prices, as well as limited land supply and low interest rates for financing. While much of last year's increase in value was driven by inflation, analysts say this year's increase is because farmers have cash on hand that they are investing in land. A cautionary note, though, 70% of the survey respondents said farmland values are either too high or way too high, and that can be a barrier for younger or beginning farmers. Coming up, we'll profile a third-generation family-owned business that is popular over the holidays. You're listening to the Iowa Business Report. I'm Jeff Stein. Through special arrangement with the publisher, TotallyIowa.com is now able to offer two of my books at a special holiday discount. Making Waves, the People in Places of Iowa Broadcasting, and One Week in June, the Iowa Floods of 2008, are now available at a fraction of their original cost. Buy both and save even more. Other great keepsakes are available, too, by going to TotallyIowa.com. That's TotallyIowa.com. The Iowa Business Report is presented by Advance Iowa, educating, guiding, advising, and coaching Iowa businesses. Search for Advance Iowa on LinkedIn and Facebook and get more at AdvanceIowa.com. Marcus Theaters is the fourth largest theater circuit in the country, operating several theaters in the Waterloo Cedar Falls, Cedar Rapids, and Iowa City areas. Their business was completely shut down during the height of the pandemic, but there has been a good recovery. Greg Marcus is CEO of the Marcus Corporation. My grandfather started the business 87 years ago in Ripon, Wisconsin, with one movie theater. He was a true Horatio Alger story, rags to riches. He was an immigrant, and uh, he saved up some money and found an old department store in the middle of Wisconsin and turned into a movie theater and did a few more and then promptly uh, TV came along and upended his whole plan. And then the company grew from there. He stayed in the movie theater business. He knew the theater business wasn't going away, but he decided he needed to diversify. And through the years we've been in different businesses, many of which you may or your or your listeners may be familiar with. We've gotten to the hotel business. We got actually got into the restaurant business even before that. And the restaurant business was Big Boy. There was a it was called Mark's Big Boy, which is really short for Marcus Big Boy, but that doesn't roll off the tongue. So uh, we got in the Big Boy business Owned the big boys in Iowa and the big boys in Wisconsin and Illinois and Minnesota. And uh, eventually we got in the hotel business. My dad started, uh, we, we owned the Fister in Milwaukee, but we were in the full service business, which we still are in. The restaurants have gone by the wayside. The hotels, we, we still have the Fister and other hotels. My dad started a business called Budgetel, which ultimately became Baymont. We sold that business off about 15 years ago, but stayed in full service hotels and grew our movie theater business. And that's the quick thumbnail history of the Marcus Corporation, a public corporation where uh, we're trading the New York Stock Exchange. Well, what's fantastic about it is that it's a great example of how in communications we've had to evolve as things have developed. Radio had to adapt when television came along. The motion picture theater industry had to adapt when television came along. And certainly you had to adapt when COVID came along because now I assume it's a whole different game plan with the advent of these streaming channels we have a saying change is the only constant and i don't know what streaming is going to mean for the theatrical 
we have always been in a battle against the couch. If you think about the numbers, sure it is. Streaming for the most part. The real battle is not theaters versus streaming. The media likes to have this. Oh, that's the big battle. The truth of the matter is the battle is linear TV versus streaming. And streaming is crushing. It's going it's, it's to crushing. It's going to replace linear. Streaming is a delivery method in one sense. And I don't want to discount it because I'll come to why it impacts theatrical. If I watch an old Bond movie on linear TV, and I turn on the turn on the cable and I watch it, or I watch it streaming, there is no difference in the experience. It is the same thing. It's on my TV. Yet if I go to a movie theater, it's completely different. I have to think it makes me the craziest. People will say, oh, I could watch that one on TV. I can watch that at home. Like they're assuming that it's the same experience. But it's not. I don't care what the movie is. Theatrical is about going out. It's about making a commitment, doing something active to get off your sofa, as opposed to laying on your sofa with your thumb on your remote and flipping through, trying to figure out whether you're going to watch you're going to watch, whether it's flipping through the channels on your cable or looking at the tiles on your streamer. It's the same thing. It's not an active commitment. Where theatrical, you're going out, you're going to be with other people. You got great sound, great seats, great food. The whole presentation is different. I don't know. I got a hundred inch TV in your house. Wow. I got a 45 foot screen in my, in my theater. And that's a small one. You know, the 70 feet is what you get when you get an ultra screen. It's big. You know, they are really different experiences. And it's also about being with people and being community and being out. So theatrical competes with really, we like to think of the competitions. Uh, if you've made the decision to leave your house, what are you doing? Are you going to eat somewhere? Are you going to go watch a game? Are you going to go see a show? What are you going to do? As opposed to staying at home. Now, here's where the competition is and why I don't want to discount what streaming means. And that is the more we pump into your house, not us, the more the entertainment industry pumps into your house. I mean, it used to be when I was a kid, you'd either watch snow at midnight on somebody on the channel or you'd flip through the knob, you know. I mean, now you can watch it so much. There's when I say we're in the battle against the couch, it is a harder battle when there's a lot of stuff sort of pulling you to the couch. And then to make somebody get off that inertia, it's hard to find inertia. It makes it more competitive, and that means we have to make our product more competitive and give you a reason to leave. And that's why you've seen in a lot of our theaters that move to recliners, that move to advanced food and beverage, great pizza, great food, in addition to popcorn and soda, which is all, which is it's about. And the thing you can't replace is the people being around you and laughing together or crying together or getting scared together. You folks have recovered, I think, pretty nicely because of the reasons that you just mentioned. It's not the same as me sitting on my couch at home. No, I'll tell you the interesting statistic, and here's the problem we're having, actually, more than anything else, and that is we haven't recovered all the way yet. We are down about 35%, but it's not because people aren't coming to the movies. The number of movies released is down 35%. So the per-movie attendance is relatively similar, box office. Well, no, that's the attendance. The per-movie attendance is relatively similar. The biggest problem we're having is getting Hollywood to give us enough films. They're behind. You know, they face the same supply chain issues we have. Post-production houses are busy. And also, they are trying to supply product to their streamers. There's only so much product that can be made. Frankly, that's been our biggest challenge is getting enough movies, not people coming to the movies. I mean, Top Gun was one of the biggest movies of all time. Last year, Spider-Man was one of the biggest movies of all time. And I think that Avatar is about to be one of the biggest movies of all time. (laughs) And how do you have the biggest movie of all time? 
if your business and people don't want to come. That doesn't even make sense. It doesn't make sense. And even, you know, the smaller films that they claim you can see at home are working. Ticket to Paradise, George Clooney, Julia Roberts. It worked. Lost City with Channing Tatum and Sandra Bullock. It worked. The one good thing, the good news in all this is that Hollywood is starting to realize, you know, there was this, well, we're just going to, everything's going to move to streaming. That's insane. <laughs> I hate to say it. It's nuts. So what is the benefit of theatrical? If you're in the business in Hollywood, what's the benefit of theatrical? Well, first of all, there's this thing called Windows. Windows was the sequential release of product through different markets. So it starts with theatrical. And that way that works is it's your highest per capita ticket, right? If they sell it in your home, even if you buy it, on, if you rent it on video on demand for $5, well, how many people are watching? If you have five people, it's a dollar a person. When you go into theatrical, trust me, they count exactly how many people are coming because they audit us and they make sure we're paying them for it. And so they get paid per set of eyeballs. Historically, it was theatrical and then like the airplanes, but then to rental, to HBO, to broadcast TV. And each time they were getting paid. I used to repeat this, but I think is a little bit of a subversive joke about what windows are. Windows is selling the same thing to the same person over and over again, which is sort of a cute way of explaining it. Greg Marcus is CEO of the Marcus Corporation. They own a number of theaters in Iowa, including Cedar Rapids, Iowa City, and Waterloo Cedar Falls. We connected via Zoom on Wednesday, December 21. And that brings us to the close of this week's program. We're back again next week at this same time. In the meantime, you can listen to all or part of today's program by going to totallyiowa.com and clicking on the radio programs link. We're also found on all the major podcast distributors, 19 now in all. The Iowa Business Report is presented by Advance Iowa, providing business solutions and support to small to medium-sized businesses. Let's work together. More at AdvanceIowa.com and search for Advance Iowa on LinkedIn and Facebook. We welcome your comments. Send them by email to radio at totallyiowa.com. I'm Jeff Stein. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you have a prosperous week and a safe and Merry Christmas. The Iowa Business Report is a copyrighted production of Totally Iowa Media, which is solely responsible for its content. For more, click on the radio programs button at totallyiowa.com.